Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. Let's go back to Mark 5 again, amen? Now we're going to look at the man who was the demoniac in this story, who was completely under the control of Legion, and we're going to see why that was. And I'm going to show you, it's because of what was in his soul. Start in verse 2. It says, when Jesus came out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He had his dwelling among the tombs. Verse 5, night and day he was among the tombs. See, the Bible says three times that man was living among the tombs. When the Bible says something three times, you should listen. This is like when Jesus says, verily, verily, I say unto you. The Bible's trying to point something out. It's giving us a hint. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Amen. So when I read it, I thought, babe, I better look at this, all right? So I did. I looked up the word tombs there, and it actually means to recall or to remember. That's what a tombstone makes you do, right? Makes you recall or remember someone's life. Well, that's what a soul wound is inside of you. It's a tombstone. Causes you to recall and remember that painful thing that happened to you all those years ago. You might not even realize it's happening. But that painful event or that sin that's wounded you is still controlling you. It's still a tombstone inside of you. Causing you to recall and to remember the hurtful thing that caused that wound inside your soul. Amen. See, it says three times that the demoniac was living among the tombs. He was living out of the woundedness of his past. And I believe that's one of the reasons why Legion had the right to totally afflict him. Now, let's just prove it solidly through another scriptural word there. It says, I think it's verse 5. Verse 3, it says that he, quote, was dwelling among the tombs. Dwelling among the tombs. What does that mean? If you look up that word dwell in the Greek, in the Strong's, here is the uh, meaning of the word listen. It's a metaphor for divine powers and influences that are said to dwell in the soul, to pervade, to prompt, and to govern it. Wow. I'm just going to say it again. Ready? Powers and influences that are said to dwell in the soul, to pervade, to prompt, and to govern the soul. Did you hear that? That man was under the control of legion because he was dwelling among the tombs. He was dwelling out of the woundedness of his past. And that gave legion the right to pervade, to prompt, and to govern and control his soul and the rest of his being. We're dwelling among the tombs. There's woundedness inside of us that we don't even know about. We could have had it passed down to us from our ancestors. You could be right now dealing with a wound that came from mom and dad, grandma, great grandma. You could be dealing from a wound that came when you were a child and you don't even remember. You could be dealing with a wound that came when someone sinned against you and you, you've forgiven them, but you didn't realize that you also need to get the wound healed. 
And that wound is causing these demonic powers to be able to afflict you. You're dwelling among the tombs. It allows spirits like legion, legion to pervade and to govern and to influence and control your life because of what's in your soul. Amen? You know, I, I just want to, a rabbit trail just for a moment here. Just for a moment. I want to ask, has anybody here ever had a sickness that you got healed of? But then it came back. You got a miracle, and it came back. All right? Yeah, raise your hands really high again. See that? There's a lot of people. All right, why does that happen? Why does that happen? Let me see if I can find the scripture so I, I, I can explain it to you. Okay? Let's look at this scripture really fast, and then I want to return to the, to the story of Legion. Do you remember in Luke 11, it talks about an unclean spirit returning to people? Coming back to people? Let's read it really quick, okay? Verse 24 says, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry and arid places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds that house swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and they dwell there. And they dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Okay, there's been a lot of debate about this scripture. There's also a lot of established doctrine. I'm not here to try to establish a new doctrine to try to, to confront or change any old established doctrines. But I would just like to bring a new perspective to why this spirit is able to return to a person with seven spirits more wicked than, them, than themselves. The established, the most normal established doctrine about this scripture is that the person this scripture is talking to or referring to is not saved. They do not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that is why those spirits are able to return. Okay, well, that's, that's great. I understand their, their position on that. But when I read it, I had a little bit of difficulty believing that this person was not saved because it said when that spirit came back, it found that house swept and put in order. I can't imagine anybody who didn't have the Holy Spirit being swept and put in order. Can you? I'm having a hard time being swept and put in order, and I got the Spirit of God, amen? But do you understand so I'm like, well, if it's not that, if this person indeed is saved and has the Holy Spirit, what would enable that evil demon to come back with seven spirits more wicked than themselves and make that person worse off than they were before? What happens? Why? Well, the key's in that word dwell. It says that he goes out and he takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than themselves, and then they come and they enter in and they dwell there. You remember what the word dwell means? It means divine powers and influences that are said to dwell in the soul, to pervade, to prompt, and to govern the soul. That's in the Strong's. To me, that means that it was a wound in that person's soul that allowed that spirit to come back with seven spirits more wicked than itself. It wasn't that that person was devoid of the Holy Spirit. It was because they had a wound in their soul. you got to understand, we're three-part beings. People say that no spirit can afflict a Christian. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like that. But obviously, just by experience alone, we know that is not true. But why, how could that possibly be? Because we have the indwelling of Christ's spirit in us, which is perfect. So people say, we have the Holy Spirit, we have Christ. There's no way a demon and the Holy Spirit could be in the same place. No, but you are one person, but you are three parts. 
your body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. And though your spirit is perfect on your regeneration, your soul isn't. And that's what's giving those spirits the right to come back and dwell there. So if you have a reoccurring issue that you get, you know, you get healed or delivered of it, and then it returns and it gets worse, healed and deliver it, then it returns, it gets worse, what do you do? You pray for your soul to be healed. You pray what we've been talking about. The blood from the cross gets rid of any sin that would wound your soul, and the dunamis power that comes from the resurrection. Because Paul talked about, they said, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. That's the word dunamis. And that word dunamis means excellence of soul. Excellence of soul. It's the power that makes your soul excellent. And you were baptized into Christ. You went down in death with him at the cross. You have the blood. But you also came up to new life with him at the resurrection. You have dunamis power. It's already yours. You just have to step into it now. You just have to use your faith to believe it. This isn't a gospel of works. This is a gospel of grace. You've already received what you need to have your soul healed. You just have to believe it and activate into it. Decree it and pray it. Amen? And then that wound inside of you that's allowing the, those spirits to continually return and dwell there will be healed and it will, you will get healed of that sickness and it will never come back again. So Legion, God is legal right to afflict that demoniac because he was dwelling among the tombs. Amen? What do spirits like Legion do to you? Well, let's look at that. Legion is 6,000 strong. There's a lot of soldiers in Legion. And they all have a wide variety of assignments. And many, many, many of them are assigned to make you physically sick and mentally disordered. Now remember what happened to that man. When Jesus delivered that man, what happened to him? It says in verse 15 that they came to Jesus and they looked intentingly and searchingly at the man who had been a demoniac. And he was sitting there clothed and in his right mind. He got his mind back, number one. He got his mind back. He was healed of those disorders that were in his mind. That spirit was driving him crazy. He was beating, bruising, cutting himself, running naked among the tombs. He had lost his mind. Every one of us, to some degree, has issues in here. If you've got excessive chatter, chatter, chatter to the point where it's tormenting you, it's probably legion. You probably have a wound in your soul from something that has hurt you, either a sin against you or a sin you did yourself or a trauma you went through, and now that wound is causing you to dwell among the tombs. And Legion might be attacking your mind, causing noise in your mind. He can also cause disorders, bipolar diseases and depressions and anxieties, a, a wide variety. He is one of the spirits that does that. But when that man was delivered of legion, he sat there clothed and in his right mind. Amen. Now, if you look up that word, if you go into the Strong's and you break down that little phrase there, clothed and in his right mind, it not only means to be sound of mind, but it means to be healed of diseases. Meaning legion's making diseases on you. He's one of the spirits that's putting diseases on the church that's one of his biggest assignments. I looked at the word disease, and it means a lot of stuff. If you look at the word disease, you see it means toxins, parasites, viruses, bacteria, ailments, illnesses. 
I've noticed that a lot of people who have repeated flu symptoms and get the flu a lot, or colds and stuff like that, it's the spirit of legion. It's on them because they have a wound inside of them. I've had that myself. I've been, un I, I, I have toe to toe with this thing, this beast so many times. And every time in the end I won. Because I got my soul healed through Jesus. Amen. But it would make me sick. It would put flus on me. It would put bacterial diseases on me. It would put yeast infections and, and bladder infections. And I don't mean to be blunt, but I know right now a lot of people want to hear me say this. And I see people healed of chronic urinary tract infections and chronic yeast infections and chronic uh, problems, chronic flus and symptoms and, and dizziness. A lot of people who are dizzy, that's a sign that lesion can be on you. There's so many different diseases and disorders that come upon you when lesion comes on you because you have something in your soul that's given him the legal right to have dominion. Let me tell you another thing too. Does anybody know any cutters? Cutters? You do? Are they teens? Notice how a lot of teens are cutting themselves. What is that? Well, one of the spirits that makes teenagers do that is legion. Why? Remember what it said? That that man that lived among the tombs would beat and bruise and cut himself. Beat and bruise and cut himself. What's happening with the teens? They've been wounded. They got bullied at school or... They got embarrassed or humiliated or uh, some boy or some, you know, broke up with them and, or some girl did something to a boy or their friends did something horrible to them or their teacher was, was mean to them or they were molested as children or, you know, something's happened to them. And those sins, either they might have committed or someone committed against them and wounded their soul and they're dwelling among the tombs. And because they have a wound in their soul, they have something in common with legion. And he comes and he makes them beat and bruise and cut themselves. I saw a prison special the other day on prisoners because that's who we are and what we do as prisoners. And I saw, the, I was just broken when I watched this. I wanted to fly to that facility and help this man. There was a special done on a couple different inmates that were inside. And they were all guys that were doing that to themselves, that were cutting themselves, beating themselves, and inflicting horrible injuries upon themselves. One guy would swallow anything he could get his hands on, bed springs. He'd rip the bed apart until he could get a spring out and he'd swallow it. When they would give him, you have to issue like people like that a razor and they're supposed to use it and they give it right back. Well, before he get it back, he'd break the razor out and swallow the razor. And I saw him and I could see how deeply wounded he was in his soul. And I knew it was legion. We've got to get better, church. We've got to get the wounds in our soul healed so we can kick the enemy in the teeth. And we can remove him off of people like that who are living under the bondage of this spirit who is terrorizing them, causing them to swallow razor blades and bed springs. It's unacceptable. Amen? Let's move into an activation. Let's get healed. Amen? All right. Jesus defeated the enemy with both the cross and the resurrection. He defeated the enemy with both the blood and the dunamis. Remember what it says about the, about the cross in, in Colossians 2. It says that he disarmed the powers and authorities, making a public spectacle over them, triumphing over them at the cross. So at the cross, Jesus made a fool of Satan. Amen. He triumphed over Satan at the cross. And when you partake of the blood, 
you do the same thing. You're triumphing over Satan with the blood. But Jesus didn't just use the cross. He used dunamis power to defeat Satan also. Where does it say that? Acts 10, 38. It says that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power, dunamis. And he went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. See, he healed people who were having demons attack them with dunamis. So put your hand on your chest or your stomach because we're going to prophetically decree these things into your soul. Amen. Thank you, God. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we put the blood of Jesus on any sin in our soul that has wounded us and caused us to dwell among the tombs. Lord, search our souls right now. Search our souls right now. Search our souls. Go to every wound that we have in common with the demonic attack that is currently assailing us right now. We speak to our souls and we decree, be filled with the blood. Every sin that has made a wound that's in common with this assailment is going to be washed clean by the blood right now. By the blood right now. Right now. Just focus on that for a minute. Okay, now say amen. Now, are we going to stop there? No, we always used to, though, didn't we? But we've been baptized into Christ. We went down in death at the cross, but now we're going to come up to new life at the resurrection, aren't we? New life at the resurrection. And Paul said, I want to know him in the power or dunamis of his resurrection. Amen? So everybody just say, I want to know the power of the resurrection right now, Lord. I want to know the power of the resurrection. Show me the power of your resurrection, Lord. Show me the power of your resurrection. I'm dwelling among the tombs. I need that power. I need that power, God. I'm desperate for the power. I am desperate not to dwell among the tombs anymore. Fill me with dunamis. Cry out to him, church. Show me dunamis. I want to know that power. I want to know that power. Fill me with dunamis. So I can be excellent a soul. I don't want to live among the tombs. I'm desperate to come out from among the tombs. Look upon me as you looked upon the demoniac Lord. Deliver me from the tombs in my soul, Jesus. Heal my tombs, Lord. I don't want to dwell there anymore. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. 
Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.